Welcome to the Advancement Podcast. Our mission is to reach the lost in America by advancing leaders and churches so that communities are transformed. Join us as we discuss how to stay healthy as leaders, work in teams, and lead change. Come on, let's advance together. Welcome back to another episode of the Advancement Podcast. We are in the quarantine edition of the Advancement Podcast. We figured if Jimmy, yeah, we figured if Jimmy Fallon could broadcast from home, we should do that too. Uh, although I'm not sure if we're as good as Jimmy Fallon. Man, <laughs> my my uh, lagging internet is catching up on the video. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, we're here today with the famous, most famous pastor that I know from Oklahoma. Uh, his name is is Robert Miller. That you that uh, you know or know, know of? That I know. Um, you know, we obviously know there's more famous pastors in Oklahoma, but I don't know them. I know Absolutely. Robert Miller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Robert, what do you what do you do? What is your day job? Obviously, you don't live to podcast like we do. And you're um, not a and you're not a pastor job? anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, what a privilege, guys. Thanks to be on. I'm a I'm a listener and a fan of the Advancement Podcast. So it's come, on. Oh, on. come on! Oh, stop and, it! Uh, I won't uh, bring out too many boomer sooners today because uh, I know. Uh, I'll, Hook them horns, <laughs> giggle Maggies. I uh, ah. work for the North Texas District of the Assemblies of God. I currently am the director of our church loan fund. Uh, for those of you who are a part of the district, you know a little bit of what that means. Uh, but if you're not, I'll just give a little elevator spill of what that is. It is a private loan fund. Uh, people invest money with us uh, in the state of Texas, and then we use that money to loan uh, for our churches in the state of Texas for real estate. So if they want to buy, renovate, build, uh, refinance, whatever that looks like, uh, that's what we use the funds for. And uh, so I oversee uh, our loan fund, our property management. Um, uh, we have a foundation that we've started that's a part of my, uh, my portfolio now. So I basically tell people now I'm a champion of churches and a champion of pastors. I've been in ministry for over 16 years now, pastored for a uh, lead pastor for uh, nine of those, and uh, I was an executive pastor for six before that. Uh, I'm also, I was bivocational as a banker for 20 years. I worked in a commercial banking, real estate lending. Uh, so I brought all that skill set to where I am sitting now. I've been here with the district a little over two years. So you are, a, so awesome. when we want to talk finances, you are, are the man. Well, I, uh, now that I oversee a lot of money, I have a lot more friends for some reason, but I don't know about being <laughs> the man. <laughs> That's why Robert and I are friends. He has all the that's money. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm told. <laughs> well, since since I'm I'm his friend just because, so maybe we're better oh. friends. I think you're just buttering up for the future someday, but that's good. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Remember, I I don't I don't have a church that needs uh needs to tap into the loan phone. <laughs> so so this is a great uh you know the fact that you've been in finance now. So you've been in finance for. How long? Uh, since uh, 98, so 22 years. Oh, wow. I was in eighth grade. 
<laughs> he is I was very young, young. I was a prodigy. <laughs> I started young. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were 15 when you started? Yeah, Doogie Howser banker. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he doesn't even know who Doogie Howser is. So that you just showed your age. That's still way back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do. I do. Now, you lost half the audience, but I know. <laughs> yeah. True, I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, uh, well, Robert, one of the reasons we, we – uh, I mean, we originally had this schedule to talk about church finance, but – uh, since we're in quarantine mode, let's just talk a little bit about the, what we needed to really dig into because uh, is this financial component in the church during because everyone's self-quarantining across Texas, across the U.S. You know, we haven't seen churches pull back and not be engaged uh, locally in like this in uh, since, uh, since 1918 during the Spanish flu. So it's been 100 years since the American churches has pulled back like this. Um, How old were you then, Tim? Oh man, <laughs> man! I know I'm yes. the old guy. Yes, oh. Robert for the win. Robert for the win. Man. He does listen to this thing, and you guys all pick on me. I actually well, you're had the somebody, only one with gray hair. Yeah. Uh huh. I actually had somebody. I was on the phone with a young pastor today, and we were talking about. So he said, "Well, he said you're not even fifty yet," and I said. Yes, I am. I'm 51. And he went, oh, I missed it. <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry, anyway, as you were, as you were. So, uh, you know, here we are. So it's been 100 years since this has happened, since the church has been stepped back. And now in today's world, everybody's going virtual. But, but you know, I have talked to numerous pastors over the last 10 days. And let's just start first, Robert, by talking about, let's address an issue, um, the issue of fear. You know, I've had pastors say, if I don't, we don't get offerings, I'm not going to get paid. Uh, you know, I, I got asked this morning by a, young, by a young leader, how many churches do we think are going to fail during this crisis? Sure. Um, and those are scary conversations to have. Those are scary thoughts to talk about. So let's, um, I mean, your t with your experience, you understand both the ministry side of finances, but there's also this whole, the job market, the, the, the stock market, all those things are well in your purview. So how, help us, let's release some faith into our leaders that are listening uh, right now. Let's just start by, by pushing back on fear and, and alleviating that for a little bit. Absolutely. You know, I, I think what you set this up with is perfect. These these are unprecedented times. I mean, nobody has led through this before. You know, nobody can say they've got it figured out of what we're doing and what this is supposed to look like. And uh, so, you know, what I believe is is God uses everything in our in our seasons of life and in our path to prepare us for these moments. And uh, it's it's moments like these that uh, where leadership comes out of us. Those things we've learned, those things we've experienced, they come out of us and uh, we, we losing it here. There we go. Uh, and, and so we're seeing some incredible leadership uh, out of people right now. I mean, I, I tuned in yesterday. I watched my home church that I'm a part of, but then I watched, I watched probably three dozen churches of every size. Yeah. First time broadcasters, live streamers from iPhones up to churches who do it every week, you know, multiple services a weekend. And I was so proud of how the church uh, has responded during this time. Uh, ministers of all ages, churches of all sizes. Uh, I'm so proud of the ingenuity 
and the creativity that I'm seeing from our churches from holding drive-in services to, yeah. uh, to the way they're gathering people around and engaging people around social media and their apps and their websites. I just want to say I'm, I'm proud of you, pastors. Uh, this is something you've never had to lead through before, and yet you're doing an incredible job. And I just want to say one thing to that um, that can be dangerous during this time is the comparison trap. Uh, it's Good. so easy yeah. for our pastors to get on and say, well, man, I only have this one camera angle and I don't have the best lighting. And they compare it to the church, you know, in the big city that's doing this and that. And you have to remember most of your church people, they're not liking and following those other churches like you are. You do it to learn yeah. from them, see what's happening. But your church people aren't. They're knowing your church. They're only seeing what you're doing. So they're not comparing it like you're comparing it. So what I tell people is just like when I pastored, I don't want to present ourselves to be differently than we are in person, you know, on this, this media exposure. Because when people do show yeah. back up to church, they're going to go, oh, that's not who I thought you were. So just be who you <laughs> are. Be yourselves. Present your your church and, and your family and the way you do ministry and uh, that's what people engage with. I don't think people are judging us right now by the quality of our technology. Uh, well, I think people good. have enough on their minds uh, oh. of how they're going to feed their kids now that they don't get school lunches and how they're going to work from home without the best internet. And are their jobs even secure? You know, uh, I think people have enough problem in their mind. They just need the good news uh, of the gospel. Yeah. They need encouragement uh, from us and, and they need to see us not being fearful right? I mean, the Bible says faith without works is dead. This is time for our faith to go to work, right? This is the time yeah. where do we believe God's word or do we believe what the CDC says and the president says and the, the counties that we live in say, or do we believe God's word? Now, I'm not saying we can't use wisdom and do the things we're supposed to do. I want you to understand that. Sure. But as far as how we portray ourselves during this time, it's so important. People are watching us and they're judging us. They're judging how we say mm -hmm. things, what we say. Uh, it's so important important that we bring forth a unified message that the God we serve is bigger than us. And regardless of not meeting in person or not, we have a hope uh, and a future that's been promised to us and, and God is for us. So I just want to encourage all the pastors with that because I know you had a stressful week. Uh, I can't imagine. Can you tell he's been out of the pulpit for a while and been just playing <laughs> banker? He got, the, he, he got his preach on right there. Blowing up. <laughs> Sorry about that. Woo! Come on, somebody. You need to pull I need up some your... amen. So. Come on. You need to pull up your pulpit so we can uh, so you can get to preach pulpit, about it. Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I am. I'm so proud of our churches, though. I, I really am. And uh, what a great time uh, to be a leader. What a great time to be yeah. a leader. Look at the opportunities we have. Who would have ever thought Facebook would be the platform, you know, uh, that it got to be used as yesterday, flooded with the gospel? I mean, just overwhelmed. Yeah. It's incredible. So, so well, I've I've heard reports too of of higher higher salvation calls um, yeah. than than other. That was true for yeah. us, and I've heard other guys that are the same way. So, I I Even think some of our I think people guys. are hungry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so Robert, let's talk for a minute. Let's kind of. Let, I mean, I, all right. I'm going to just say I'm going to ask the hard question. Um, sure. You know, because there are guys out there asking the question that was asked of me: How many churches do we expect to do we expect will not make it through this if this goes eight, ten weeks? Uh, is there have you as a, in your job in the in the area that you work? Is that a conversation you guys have have uh, have discussed? And have you guys put it? Or what are you guys doing 
where you're at, this is your moment to make a plug if you got one that to help uh, sure. help churches survive in these uncertain times. Absolutely. I mean, I've had dozens of phone calls uh, the past three or four days since this has started happening around the clock. Obviously, uh, for our churches, financial concerns, just like they are for our own homes, are, re are real. I mean, I always say there's a place where reality and faith collide. And there is still a reality of the situation that we're going through. And, you know, people are, are, are not getting paid and, and they're not tithing. And, you know, we're even seeing churches that have great online giving platforms. People just aren't giving yet. I think it's the fear of society that we were just talking about is kind of gripping people. And, you know, they're just holding on to see what's going to happen. But we're having that conversation. Uh, we're just the second Sunday into this to really see what it's going to look like. I think a lot of guys are just are just waiting, you know, uh, to see how many people will still drop a check to church or give, you know, set up online recurring giving. And uh, I think we're just getting into the reality of this. And so we're not having a ton of the, hey, what if we're going to close, you know, yet? I, I just think of how we're going to how we're going to survive this eight weeks uh, or four weeks or whatever that time frame is. Um, you know, we're trying to be as proactive as possible. Uh, we have we have close to 100 million and outstanding loans for churches throughout the state of Texas that aren't meeting right now. And so we're getting a lot of questions. Can I skip payments? Can I, you know, can I defer payments? What, what help do you have? And uh, right now we're not able to just allow churches to skip a payment because we still have investors interest. We have to pay uh, yeah. right now. We have investors withdrawing money that we have to provide their funds to. So it, you can imagine we couldn't allow a hundred million dollars just to skip a payment, you know, for a whole month of what that would do. Uh, but we are offering churches to go interest only for up to six months to get through this. And uh, for a lot of churches that can save hundreds and hundreds or if not more than a thousand dollars a month on their payment. Uh, and then we're offering some short term working capital loans. Uh, I know it's more debt. It's, it's not the end all be all, but a church will loan you 50% of your monthly income for up to three months. So whatever that number is, your monthly income to the church, let's say it's $10,000. Uh, for three months, that'd be 30. We'll loan you 15,000 of that. We're basically trying to supplement half your monthly income for the people who haven't figured out online giving or, you know, drop the check by. We'll supplement that. You don't have to make a payment for 60 days. And then we'll allow you to make interest only payments on that for six months to kind of ease back into this. And so we're just trying to do our part to make some funds available. I know I, the last thing we want is for you to have to lay off staff and, and, you know, let people go during this time because I think our greatest opportunity is when we come out of this, we're going to need yeah. all hands on deck, you know, yeah, all yeah. systems firing. I mean, we're going to have to be ready to go because first of all, people are going to be hungry for fellowship again, right? I mean, yeah. they're going to want to get around people again. Uh, they're going to want good news again. They're going to need help with this. And so I think we got to be primed and ready uh, for coming out of this. So we're just trying to help supplement to get through it. So one of the questions uh, that comes to my mind, first of all, it's amazing to me, even as I was working with guys this week, how many did not have an online giving platform available. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it looks like I'm, I am pleased to say that one of the benefits that's come out of this is now every church has figured that we've got to go to an online giving platform. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's good. Um, Number, but I've also noticed right now, as you said, most people they haven't all figured it out. I mean, we're seeing sure. guys saying, "Well, I got sixty percent, I got seventy percent of my offering uh, than what we normally get." Um, 
but I think help me with the, help us with this, Robert. But one thing about online giving is it often comes in slower. It's not like because mm-hmm. the plate didn't pass. So we need to get yeah. we need to buy some confidence because it's about the overall giving. It's about this season, not the Sunday morning like we've been tied to. Is right. that correct? Right. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Because what you see with online giving capabilities is is people give when they get paid normally with online giving. And, right. You know, with, with writing a check, they may still write the check on Monday when they get paid, but not put it in the offering until Sunday, you know, when they gather together again. And, of course, we're seeing the statistics of people coming two and three times a month. They may hold on to that money for a week or two before they give, whereas online right. giving is more real time. You know, right. it's, it's more accurate as far as the timing of people getting their income. Uh, so I think we're going to have a little lag, you know, where the needle starts to turn back because people get set up and going on this, um, you know, and, and also it's just a part of the right now. I think some people are just lagging on paying anything. Just, they're just kind of reserved. They're just kind of clenched up and they're just kind of waiting to ride it out before they give to anything. They're not paying their mortgage. They're right. not paying the church. Yeah, side, yeah, yeah. They're not doing anything, you know, so the church is just one in that component that we're seeing. Um, but, uh, you know, online giving, of course, this isn't one of those times to say, I told you so, uh, but we've been preaching this for a long right. time. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you, if you don't have online, <laughs> you're, you're missing out. Uh, well, and, uh, welcome to the 21st century. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it is good. Spoken like a true millennial, churches. Todd. Exactly. This is forcing churches out of that comfort zone, though, to, to trust technology, to trust systems and processes, to, to, to work for them, to, to be a blessing to them. And, so for some churches where this is new or not promoted, it, it'll take a little bit of a time. There'll be a little bit of a lag. Uh, but I think once they're used to it, one, one of the great tools about online giving is a lot of people will do recurring now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they'll just set it up. If they're paid the same on salary, they'll set it up to automatically pay every two weeks or every other Friday or every month, whatever that looks so like. Todd, how did so y'all start seeing some more. Todd, how did y'all's come out yesterday? Or do you mind sharing, being honest with us? Well, we, um, for those who don't know, we we're, have we're recording Monday after the first COVID yeah. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for us, it hasn't been too bad. Um, you know, now it's, you know, we're not lighting the world on fire yet, but it hasn't, it hasn't been good. I mean, it has been good, but it hasn't been bad. If, if, uh, if the, that makes sense, we're probably down maybe to 70, 80%, which you know, we can, we can make adjustments and, and function on that. My only concern is, you know, if things ramp up more, will that back down anymore? And it's, it's hard to know because like Robert said, the, uh, the online giving comes in sporadically. It's throughout the week. It's as people get paid, it's as they remembered. And so it's, it's a little bit harder to strategize because now we're looking at something different than what we're used to. But Robert, I had another question kind of uh, off of what you were talking about. How do we as pastors encourage people to give, but not be so pushy and be understanding that this is a difficult economic time? Good question. Uh, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of different letters that pastors have produced. I've seen, I've seen the appeal. You know, I always, uh, in my coaching and training of, of pastors and leaders today, you know, giving is a, is a, it's a spiritual component just like prayer, just like Bible study, just like attending church. That's part of our spiritual journey. So I try to tell pastors in anything, don't make it about the need, make it the spiritual component. 
uh, yeah. you know, uh, celebrate, celebrate what God does through our giving. Don't say because of this time, the church can't pay our bills and we make, need to make sure you give. I, I don't think appealing in that regard is our best option because again, like I said earlier, they have enough stress on their mind right now to then worry about the church's stress on top of that. Uh, yeah. so I think make it a win, you know, by you continuing to give, you're putting your faith in God that he is the provider. Uh, you know, just as he provided manna from heaven every day, he's going to provide for you during this time and, uh, yeah. you know, keeping God, the main thing, and then celebrate wins, uh, you know, for a church to celebrate, Hey, through our online service, we had three salvation, you know, we had yeah. double the attendance tune in online. I mean, those are huge things. Celebrate wins and say, Hey, because of your giving, you're partnering in three souls that were just one to the kingdom. And a thousand people heard the message this week when normally we reach yeah. 300 and, you know, celebrate right. those things so people understand that the, the message doesn't stop because we're on quarantine. The good news doesn't right. stop and the need doesn't stop, right? Uh, well, you know, celebrate the things you're still able to do. I, I think yeah. that um, through this, one of my part of my prayer has been that we would be a generous people. You know, the absolutely that, you know, we serve a generous God. And when you look back through history, it was in moments, moments of crisis that the, gener the, the generosity of the church really led the way in society. Um, and, and I, I mean, I am not, I am not deterring and I'm not against anything that the rest of the world, I mean, there are people stepping up all across. We see it on the news. Those are the good stories of this person doing this and this and that, but, but they're not designed to take the place of the church. That's right. And so this is not just, so we have to be generous as believers and, generosity real generosity is an act of faith yeah. i mean that's yeah. the truth is it's an act of faith and and i think this, this is a a great season to teach this um spiritual truth absolutely mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's um, so good that, that's part of that spiritual journey and also thing i say is think about what the church people are stressing about right now Right. I, right. I have four kids at home that I'm what? used to them being at school. Yeah. I've got four kids. And so you four kids. About, Woo! Yeah. Yeah. But his are all, about, his are all school age. You got two that are preschoolers actually. So I'll trade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you think about what people are thinking about on, on ground level, right? Is my kids eat me out of house and home. I've got to figure budget. You know, how do I, how do I feed these kids all day? How do I, I had to upgrade my internet. How, you know, I mean, think about where people are and the things they're stressing about and put out content and leadership stuff uh, from the church level to help with the budget and help, you know, how do you work from home? How do you still have a schedule and a routine when, when you're all together and you can't leave? I mean, meet people where they are. Uh, so you know, so and I you're think saying you can still do that spiritually. So whether or not this is Sunday as we're talking about doing online discipleship and things to go back and revisit financial health and finance and budgeting and, and just those spiritual, those, those practical truths of how we manage our families. This is a great season to pick that Absolutely. up. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Well, our time's about up on, and this episode, we're going to hold you over Robert. Cause I'd like us to go through practical things on what, how, how we can work in our churches. Uh, you know, go this starting this week for all of our listeners during this uh, season, and we'll see if we're able to continue it. But we're going to go to daily broadcast as much as we can. So uh, Robert will be on 
this will, this airs uh, on the 24th. He'll be on tomorrow, also the 25th. Um, so look forward to seeing you guys back then. Todd, what's your takeaway from this conversation? Well, technically today is my wife's birthday. So hey, this will come happy out. birthday. So, so, so first of all, I want to want to say happy birthday to my beautiful bride who I love very much. Yeah. Um, you you know, got to celebrate her dinner to go style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was asking her, I said, what are we going to do? I mean, there's nothing open for your birth. So we're taking all four kids hiking at Cleburne state park tomorrow. Oh, so, that's nice. awesome. Or, or <laughs> as we're talking right now, probably, um, y'all, pr- y'all pray for me. Um, my biggest takeaway would be that, you know, now is our opportunity to provide, uh, different things for people that they're not usually used to getting from the church. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that we have more time because I've found that all this mess has added more to my schedule. Uh, but we can utilize our team to do this. Uh, and it doesn't just have to be us. Uh, and you know, we do have other people in our church that now have a little bit more time on their hands because they're not having to go to work or things like that. We can utilize them, but you know, we just have, we have to be loving, uh, and flexible during this time. And that's, that's kind of my biggest takeaway. That's good. All right. Hey, Robert, thanks for being with us. And uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Everybody else. We'll see you next time on the advancement podcast. COVID-19 quarantine episodes. (laughs) If you would like to keep this content coming, all Tim and Todd ask is $1 per show. See how to give, maybe even sponsor an episode or series on the website advancement.cc. Until next week, continue to advance the mission of Jesus.